Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. We've created a community of spiritual women who know you can still enjoy the finer things while on your soul's journey to live your dharma and your most chakra-aligned life. Let's dive into this episode and meet today's host, Rachel Clark, our co-host and resident astro bombshell. Welcome to Shocker Girl Radio. I am today's host and Shocker Girl Co's resident astrologer, Rachel Clark, and we are a community of multidimensional women on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and connected, one activated chakra at a time. Today we have Rohini Marathi, a yoga teacher and spiritual teacher, certified Reiki practitioner, healer, and creator of the Magic Inclined Community, which is a safe space for all humans who want to connect with other magical peeps, learn to access the Akasha, become an Akashic practitioner, and join monthly full moon meditations. Welcome to the show. Oh my goodness, my pleasure. I'm so happy to be here with you, Rachel. Thanks for having me. Oh yes, we're so happy to have you. So we like to start out the show on a high note and share what we're the most excited about today. And so um, I'll go first. Today, I am really, really excited that post-divorce, I have officially changed my name. Like it's been completely like through the legal system, everything is all good. I'm not going to tell you guys what it is yet, but just know that it is very, very special, near and dear to my heart. And so I'm just, I'm so excited for like this last piece of that identity finally being shifted. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it. And by the way, it's not just a last name change, it's a full name change. So very, yeah, like I said, very excited about that one. What about you, Rohini? That sounds so exciting. And mine is not nearly as cool, but I'm pretty excited about the weekend. And (laughs) my daughter recently started school again. So I've, I've just been really stoked to spend more time with her. I miss her so much. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, yes, for sure. So let's move into a chakra shout out today. And by the way, you guys, it's not sponsored. I wish that it was though. So I want to shout out Trello, which is basically like an alternative to Asana or like Monday.com or like, you know, whatever you utilize for organizing. And a lot of people who listen here are fellow entrepreneurs. And so as I shifted into Virgo season, I found like, okay, I need a better way to like organize my team, organize my work and get things done. Very, very Virgo oriented. And you guys... This is such a cool app. (laughs) Like you can completely customize everything. You can get your whole team in there. And like, I've been like tracking admin tasks, planning content, my content calendar projects. And like, that may be really boring to most people. And I'll be honest, like 300 days out of the 365 days of the year, it is really boring to me. But in the first part of Virgo season, it is my jam. (laughs) I'm just really loving it. So if you're looking for a system like that, definitely check out Trello. I've, I've been loving it. So what about you? Who would you like to shout out today? Yay. I would love to shout out to, um, Dr. Erica Matluck at experience seven senses who is one of the most amazing practitioners I know. And she just had a baby. So shout out to Dr. Erica Matt. Look. <laughs> Shouts out to her for sure. So Rohini, tell me, do you have a current morning ritual that you're loving? 
I do. So my mornings are very strange. I wake up at 4 a.m. and I, I meditate and I do all my weird stuff like breath work. And- oh, it's not weird to any of us here. For sure. <laughs> Intention setting and trying to plan out my day. And then I actually go back to sleep for about like two hours and then I reawaken and have my coffee. So that's usually my morning ritual. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. So wait, before we move on, I want to know, like, is there a reason that you do it specifically like that? I do. Yes. I, I traveled to India a few years ago and I saw a Vedic astrologer there, Jyotish um, astrologer, and he recommended that I wake up at 4am to meditate because it's like specifically beneficial for me. And it's really helped me strengthen my practice to do it that way. I always struggled with like what time of day works for me or not. And, you know, I have a little baby um, who wakes me up at 3.30 every night anyway. So I just go straight to meditation after he's back to bed and then go to bed. <laughs> Okay. Okay. I love it. I'm like, so curious to know like how that would look for myself or really for anybody else or how you spot that. Cause I've, I haven't heard that before, but like, wow. that's So what are your favorite crystals? Ooh, I love the Herkimer diamond. That Mm -hmm. is my go-to crystal. I am so connected to it. It's changed my life. And um, I also love the cathedral quartz crystal as well. Those are my two, two best friends. <laughs> yes, besties. I love it. Okay, beautiful. And then tell me about your sun, moon, and rising. All right. So we have to look this up. Yes. <laughs> I'm a Gemini sun, yes. Aqu- Aquarius moon, and a Virgo rising. Yes. Oh, yes, I love it. Nailed it. We nailed it. <laughs> yeah, before before we went onto the show, we were like frantically looking up <laughs> what our moon and rising were. So uh, that was the moon sign. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's so funny too because I'm so connected to Aquarius. I don't know why. Like, I can't remember. That's my moon sign. It makes me so excited because after I saw it, I was like, holy moly I already know this and every time I see it I get excited so it's yes. like, maybe it's an excuse to look it up and get excited again I don't yes. know. <laughs> exactly it's like if you ever need to shift your mood just think about the fact that you can look up your moon sign and get all excited all over again <laughs> I love it. Oh, yes. oh, I love it I love it so Tell us now about your spiritual awakening and how that inspired you to guide others as they awaken themselves. It's beautiful. Um, So I feel like I've had quite a few awakenings and I, for the, I really feel like I, I was born awake and in the sense that I remembered past lives, I connected to spirits as a, as a young child. And I was really connected to the universe as a whole, but as life went on, I forgot. And I tried to fit in a lot too. And I stopped my practices. I grew up in a Hindu temple where we were meditating and in yoga and everything like on a daily basis. So it was a lot different type of upbringing. And then throughout life, after we moved to the U S I started 
trying to blend in and not be the weird person who <laughs> is doing all that stuff. I went through most of my life, you know, doing that. And then when I, a few years ago, um, it actually has to do a lot with the astrology reading. I told you about the astrology reading I brought up earlier was the second one. I had the first one I had in Rishikesh, India, we went to India the year before as well. Uh, the astrologer told me that there, there's a chance I might have a little girl in life. And if I do, she's not going to be with me for long. And it so turns out that I did. And she wasn't. She, she was born February, 2018, and she passed away April, 2018. So that was my reawakening where I was just like thrown into a puddle. We went back to India to deliver her ashes. And that's when the astrologer told me 4am is when I'm supposed to be meditating. If I want to open up portals to her specifically, and I, and I obliged and it really did work for me. Um, so I've just kept it up since it's been three years now. Yeah. 2021. <laughs> and, um, so during this, this reawakening, and I'm sure many people have similar stories of having to rebuild oneself and how dark and shadowy it can be right through the reawakening. I had to face all my shadows as we all do turn into like a shell of a person for a really long time to figure out what I'm doing in this life. And throughout that time, I still kept my meditation practice up. I kept asking for answers. And it was specifically this one um, meditation I did. And I woke up at like 2 a.m. or something. And it's like, you know, I'm I'm gonna go. And it's okay. So my son was born a year after my daughter Rishi, who passed away the year before us, because I just I knew I had to have another child and I was lucky and blessed enough to be able to. And he was born in March. So he was like a wee baby, maybe a month or two. So I'd be waking up all the time. And one night when I woke up in the middle of the night, um, something in inside me like pulled me was like, go sit in meditation. So I sat, I opened up all my energy centers and I called in Rishi and I asked her <laughs> or whoever she is now, I was like, how can I heal from this? And then from that point on, like there were little tiny breadcrumbs that started being placed in my way. And one of those breadcrumbs was Reiki in the beginning. And then after Reiki, it was Akashic Records. So it was like, they're like, okay, first heal yourself. And now like not, you're never going to be fully healed. It's not what I'm saying. Like it, did, it wasn't like, oh, now I'm healed. But first work on like coming back into like realignment, right? And then now here's this thing that you can start following and like unraveling. So I was faced with the Akashic Records and at first, like there was that weird like shift inside me when I first saw the words Akashic Records. I'm like, scary, too big. I don't like it. I ignored it for a really long time, but it just popped up everywhere I would look. And finally I'm like, okay, here we go. I knew I had to, you know, it's just too many signs. And by this point, I was like very familiar with signs. <laughs> so like, okay, I'll answer this freaking call. <laughs> and it became, I know, sorry. it, it was really confusing and way beyond my comprehension in the beginning. And it still is. I mean, it's like a really, it, 
there's no way anyone can fully understand it in this body, you know, and I'm a, I'm a true believer of that. And the little pieces we do understand are still like difficult because <laughs> we're in this body for a reason. We're not supposed to be living on that frequency. But anyway, I started investigating, investigating, took as many classes as I could, started reading any book I could, watching any video, like anything I could get my hands on. I would just just do it because I'm just a natural investigator. (laughs) And finally that led to me practicing the Akashic records because I've had a really difficult time tapping into my own records. And a lot of this has to do with a belief system. Am I doing it right? And also like all the weird information that I read online that most of it wasn't true. You know, it's just yeah. People can say anything on the internet. <laughs> just yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> so one of the ways that was given to me to be able to read my own records was to practice reading the records of others. So I started just asking my friends, I'm like, who wants their records read? And they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> the people, you know, eventually I started reading for people and realizing what it feels like, what, what it is like not fully understanding what it is, but like how the information is received, because when you read the records of somebody else, it's very, very clear that you're not making stuff up because it's, (laughs) that's the imagination part we have to get past. Like, is this my imagination? Am I making myself think this, or is this really something that's coming through? And when it's somebody else's records, there's a whole different feeling The information, the way it travels to you is completely different than the way your own does. And like the stories or whatever, not stories, but the information that comes about their life, they can confirm, be like, yes, I do this. And that's why that was said. It's like, it's such a relief, you know, because you're like, oh, it is real and (laughs) I'm not making it up. So I started, after I started reading for others, I got really interested in doing it for a living because I, I just saw the effect it had on people. And also it's like, it has such a healing effect, you know, even for a practitioner, like just being in that vibrational frequency can be really draining, but also it's really healing. So I got addicted to wanting to do this for people. So I started a practice and yeah, from there, I realized that the ripple effects can travel so much farther if I teach people how to read their own records, because there's one of me and there's like so many other people. And I was like booking out, like it was just (laughs) booked. I'm like, I don't have the energy for this. I can't, this is too much. Ah, I just need to teach you how to do it. Okay. Let's just do that. Now I'm going to teach you how to do it. (laughs) Yeah. It was insane. And then from there it became, okay. I'm going to teach you how to do it. People were asking me, well, how do you, how do you do it for others? I'm like, okay, I'll teach you how to be a practitioner in it because I had to figure it out and I know how to do it now. I did have a lot of business background too. So I just want to put that out there. (laughs) That's where I'm at. Yeah. And I'm like, (laughs) I so resonate with your entire story. I mean, like everything from even being very connected to like past lives from the beginning as a kid, like 
my mom walked in on me in my bedroom, like arguing with a ex-husband from a past life when I was like three years old. Like, <laughs> you know, there's all sorts of, all sorts of crazy things. And it's just like, you know, even like into grieving, that was a major portal for me at a pretty young age when I had my, my spiritual awakening and like the whole entire thing. And so I'm, I'm loving this conversation. <laughs> so yes. So you, you mentioned grieving really as a, as a portal even, um, into your spiritual awakening. And so grieving can be a really profound experience. And I think that with everything that's going on in the world today, that we're, we're all, grieving so much like so so much and that's really at any time but especially with with the state of the world and so with so many people kind of like waking up to grief as a portal how can we utilize this where you know we're not allowing grief to numb us um and we're we're seeing that like you know, you can't numb your way into liberation. And so how can we find more acceptance towards grief? What an amazing question. And I'm sure I don't have the full answer and I have a tiny scope of it, but my little scope in grief has been to allow myself to grieve. I think a lot of times we fight that feeling and that's what numbs us because we stay in that constant state. But if we allow it to be painful if we allow it to hurt and then see how that feels in our body, it will eventually alchemize into something else. And it, it can alchemize into anything you really want it to be in your heart desires. But I think first we have to like acknowledge it. And I'm assuming here too, cause I'm, it's all opinions. My, like from my little perspective, it's, it seems like a lot of people are having a hard time with sitting with pain and, you know, death has been at the forefront of this because it's such a taboo topic in general. People just don't want to talk about it. And I think that's, what's inhibiting more growth with grief too. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, throughout my entire experience with grief, there's been a uh, enormous amount of death sometimes like physical deaths but especially this year what I've been experiencing has been like identity deaths and, and the releasing of those things and you know I think that you're exactly right like allowing it all to be there and to be okay and to be even welcomed is is such a portal in itself but um, I think that that really is the key. And so from somebody else's also limited understanding based upon life experiences, like um, I completely agree with that statement. So what are some of your favorite tools and modalities for finding more, you know, presence and, and clarity and acceptance in our lives and with our emotions? I love your questions. So my go-to's are always the breath because everything starts with a breath and ends with a breath. And I really, I'm just like, uh, I praise gratitude. I have like some really dark moments in life as we all do. And it's like, it's become my practice now. I, to, when I'm melting down, let myself melt as far as I can take myself. And when I'm down there to search for what I am grateful for 
within the situation that is making me have a meltdown. It's like, okay, what has this brought me on another lens? Like, how can I find any type of gratitude in here? And I'm not saying like spiritually bypass or anything like that. It's about really putting a perspective on the full picture instead of one side or the other side, you know, it's like, it's painful and I'm grateful for it for this reason, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So in working with this, like within yourself and also with your students, like what are some of the biggest shifts that you've seen in, um, you know, your own life, but also in your students' lives by working with this even, you know, daily as a, as a daily practice? I mean, the biggest shift I've seen in myself is that I feel a lot more balanced and, you know, I'm, I'm a very, I'm a very erratic person where I have really high highs and really low lows and kind of like I used to chase dopamine at the highest level possible, you know? And if I wasn't there, then I was like unhappy with parts of my life. But I, I feel like what this practice has brought me is really enjoying the most mundane moments of my life. Okay, so let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life, that you're super intentional, and that means you would love my jewelry brand, Prism. And no, it's not that hippy-dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz, and every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant, and I get so many compliments on it. It's called the Sunray Necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows, and we have an entire fifth dimension 5D consciousness collection if you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of the Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic, don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes, a discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. And it kind of neutralizes me a little bit where my high highs are really great and my low lows still happen. But if I go low, I don't need to go so high to feel good again. I can just be sitting and that one sip of coffee I have that I look forward to every morning changes my digs. Like, oh, this is so awesome. I'm finally getting this sip. Woo! <laughs> you know? Yes, yes, exactly. Exactly. And I, I so resonate with that because, you know, everybody who, who listens to the show has heard, but like, um, as I went through my, my divorce and then I also was diagnosed with autism, which was like a crazy, like 
I guess, revelation for me. And, and then I went to Hawaii and took like four, four to five months off of work. And I had so much resistance to going, but I went and had the best time of my life. Like, you know, just had had such a major year. And I returned myself while I was in Hawaii to that like magic in the mundane idea of, you know, I freaking love this coffee. It tastes so good. And, <laughs> and that one sip like is everything. Or for me, I remember having a moment with like all of my colored pens and I was like, wow, I love writing with these because they're just so beautiful on paper and it would bring tears to my eyes. And it's like, when you can return yourself to that childlike wonder about yourself and your life and the world and everything around you it's like life really becomes your playground in a way and so yeah I, I only echo everything that you said there for sure so then kind of like going back to the Akashic Records okay so let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand prism and no, it's not that hippy dippy spiritual jewelry. It's like chic, elegant, gold and silver jewelry with your choice of diamonds or white topaz. And every piece is made with intention. We have a solar plexus activating necklace that makes you more abundant. And I get so many compliments on it. It's called the sunray necklace. We have a moon necklace that reminds you to honor all sides of yourself, even your shadows. And we have an entire fifth dimension 5d consciousness collection. If you are ready to go super deep into your ascension. And I'll also add that I have two beautiful co-founders. One of them is my amazing friend Chantal, who designs all of our jewelry. And the other is Whitney Rose from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yes, one of my business partners is one of the Real Housewives. And I have married all my favorite things in life, spirituality, fashion, and reality TV. But I digress. It is time to treat yourself, get something chic. Don't wait for someone else to buy jewelry for you. Women have this weird thing about buying jewelry for themselves, but in my opinion, jewelry is something that becomes part of your soul. So you need to pick it out for yourself with your intentions in mind. So go treat yourself. I'm giving you 11% off anything on the shop. Yes, a discount for diamonds. It's unheard of. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use chakra girl at checkout. And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code chakra girl at checkout. Tell us a little bit about what they are, like, <laughs> where, where are they? Like what's, what, what is this thing that we're talking about here? This is, <laughs> this is where all the misconceptions come in too. And Again, I'm one small perspective, so I'm not saying my <laughs> experience is better than anyone's or I know more than anybody else. But what I've learned about the Akashic Records and what they are is they're kind of like a ledger of information, of energetic information. Like every single soul emits energy with every decision, every feeling, every part of life. And this energy, as we know through many scientific studies, energy doesn't die. It just like morphs into different things, right? This energy, this vibrational energy is actually stored all around us. So we're in the Akashic record right now. We're not going anywhere outside of ourselves, but it's 
it's really inside of us in a way. So we are really tapping into the most inner part of ourselves and reading a database, like let's say Google for the soul of vibrational frequencies that our soul has interacted with or emitted throughout many lifetimes. I hope that wasn't like, what did she just say? But it's just vibrational information. (laughs) Yes, yes. And I mean, like, I've been working with the Akashic Records since I was about nine years old. Like my, my grandmother introduced me to it. And one of her friends kind of like took me through how to access them. And like I said, that that happened at nine years old. And so I was again, like so stoked to talk about this because you're exactly right. There's so many misconceptions about like what they are and like where it is quote unquote and all of that. And so I know, yeah, like that, that description of it being like stored all around us, like that's such a good visual as well. And yeah. So like, are there ways to work with the Akashic records, you know, just in our lives, like maybe not necessarily to support us specifically in navigating our spiritual journeys, but also our human experience. Absolutely. So just sitting in the vibrational frequencies, I'm sure, you know, is healing. So if if you're in need of a hug or anything like that, I would say opening up your Akashic records and sitting within your soul's resonance is so beneficial but if you also have like life burning questions where you're like i just really don't know the answer to this thing you can investigate further and see if it's like an ongoing situation if it's going to benefit you well in the future like whatever you're doing now is going to benefit you well in the future things along the lines of that and i I also like to mention that like every single living organism on this planet and the universe has an akashic record where these like vibrating frequencies right and we just store the energetic relationships that we have through lifetimes within ourselves and around us so i mean there's you can take this so many different angles there's people are like specifically using it for business people are specifically using it for love some people are specifically just like not using it for anything i don't know (laughs) and also it's like sorry i just i'm just gonna go one more one more second on this thing too, because I also want to mention, you don't really have to do anything to be in the Akashic records. Like I said, it's around us, but like that moment of inspiration you get out of nowhere, that is the Akashic records. When we're opening our records, all we're doing is making it intentional. That's all. Instead of it just like dumping on us and big revelation kind of thing happening. So it's not anything outside of ourselves or anything that's going to feel weird and scary, or like you're going to go to another world or anything. It's already, you're already in it. You you are a part of the Akashic records. (laughs) Yes. Oh, yes. So good. So, all right. Tell us more about your community and how we can join you. Yay. So I started this online community about a year ago now, and its sole purpose was, you know, to connect uh, people who are learning how to access the Akashi Records so we can practice reading on each other. And then now it's morphed into like, we, we have our community workshops because everyone that comes in is so magical, you know, and they have so much to offer. So it's like, why not just like tap into all different aspects of magic? And we like, there's a really cool class coming up. It's like 
uh, sewing magic class. Like there's the human design class coming up, like so many different aspects of, of us, you know, and now, um, yeah. And from it's, it's morphed from just people practicing reading on each other, then posting their services or practicing their other uh, modalities that they're learning. They're like, I'm just learning Reiki. Does anyone want, you know, a free reading or something? I'm learning tarot. Does anyone want a free reading? So we just like all practice on each other and get comfortable. So when we go out into the world, we have like this huge community behind us. Oh, wow. Oh my gosh. I love it. So, so how do we join? Like, where do we go? Where do, where do we find <laughs> yeah. you online? like well this is what it is okay uh, you just like your intention will find it i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> let your heart guide you just <laughs> just, we'll go out into the internet and see if you find it um <laughs> so the our, our website is my website is there's no one else okay <laughs> i wish there were but my website is magicinclined.com and on there, you'll find the link that says MI community, magic and client community. And it'll just take you there and I'll ask you a question, like what your intentions are. And we go from there. <laughs> the intentions were to find it. And if you made it that far, <laughs> yep. like, I found this on the internet. And then what about on Instagram? What's your handle? Yay. It's magic inclined as well on Instagram. Beautiful. Perfect. So we're going to move into the next segment here, which is manic moments and manifesting where we share our last meltdown and then the manifestations that came out of it. And I'll go ahead and, and go first. So as I had just mentioned before, and probably in the last like 10 episodes or so about my, my autism, something else that I'm learning about is autistic burnout. Now, this is where for autistic people, we have like an extreme emotional or physical response to kind of like just our unique conditions and our, and our unique neurodivergency. And so what this comes from is uh, something called masking, which is essentially where like as a child, completely unconsciously, you know, like my different behaviors that maybe would make the other kids uncomfortable or would make my parents uncomfortable or teachers or whatever. But when I would be criticized for it, I, I started to kind of like pick up the trauma of that. And I started looking around me and becoming hyper aware of how everybody else acts and does things and would start to kind of like mask my own behavior. It's a very popular thing for even people with like ADHD and such, where we're making a conscious effort to look people in the eyes. We're making a conscious effort um, not to do something called stimming, which is like, if I get really excited, like I may kind of like flap my hands or something. And, you know, so that comes with a lot of extra social pressures. And because I have a bit of a higher capacity for, for holding emotion um, in my body, in my nervous system, and also um, literally physiologically in my brain, I, I need more of that quiet time and time for processing. And up until this year, I had never really taken that seriously. And um, with my diagnosis came putting more of an, of an emphasis on that. And so 
this year I've grieved a lot. I've been stepping more into authentic identities, such as honoring that I am gay and that my marriage was just marriage to a man did not make sense for my authentic identity, you know, and then also just walking away from I'm, I'm no longer a wife. I'm, I'm single. And, oh, like I no longer live in Washington, which was like a huge piece of my identity. It felt like the first time that I really freed myself was when I moved to Washington and then moving away from it was kind of confusing. Like, wait, where am I going? Who am I? Like, what is this soul's journey about anymore? And, um, you know, even though I felt more free, there was a grieving of, of those identities, whether authentic or not to me that, you know, I really got to honor as I was stripping them away. And so um, I had also mentioned that I had major resistance to going to Hawaii because it felt like one more thing where I would be around all these new people. My, my client uh, had purchased me the ticket. She, she's lived there her whole life. And um, I got to stay with a few other clients that, that I have there. And, you know, I had never actually met these people in person. And so the thought of, oh, wow, like, I'm already so overwhelmed. And then, you know, getting to put myself into a really big new social setting was like scary. And so once I got there, as I've mentioned, that completely went away. I felt more at home than I've probably ever felt in my life. And I decided to take four to five months completely off of work. And as in, I still worked with the clients that I had. And, you know, I basically just didn't take any new clients. And so I wasn't doing really any creative work in my business or anything. Um, and so as I did that, I had a lot of emotions come up and a lot of like voices in my head saying, everybody's gonna forget about you if you're not like posting or active, you'll have to start all over. You're letting people down, you know, all of, all of that bullshit <laughs> straight up. Um, and when I allowed myself to be fully present with what was coming up and to, to even welcome it and to allow it to amplify and, and for it to be heard and seen and, and loved on, I actually started to see that like those things didn't any longer feel like truths. They, in fact, they were kind of funny, like, <laughs> like they were kind of hilarious that that, that that would even be coming up. And so the manifestation um, was not that, believe it or not, the manifestation was this week, I, so I've been posting on my close friends on Instagram, like since I got to Hawaii and I stopped posting on my, on my main page for a long time now, I'm slowly coming back, but I had asked on my stories, I was like, does anybody want to be added to my close friends? That's kind of where the party's at these days. And I kid you not, almost 80% of my following requested <laughs> to be a part of my close friends and it was just like wow like <laughs> I might as well be posting on my main page you know what I'm saying it's like uh it just went from oh my gosh everybody's gonna forget about me like I'm gonna have to start all over to you know all of these people they want to be a part of this like there is no starting over when you've created a community and a family and so yeah, it's like, no, nobody forgot about me. No, there's no starting over. It's, it was always right there waiting. Uh, it just took me coming back to, you know, my own heart center and feeling good within myself. And it's kind of like that 
you know, it is it is safe to take care of yourself. And and so that is my long-winded story. Sorry. <laughs> but what about what about you? Oh my gosh, please don't be sorry. What an incredible story. I'm sorry, my dog's barking so loud. Oh um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I my story's kind of a short one, but it's it it's life-changing for me. Like I went through a really, really long phase of depression. And obviously, so like after losing my daughter, I would like I would sit in the same corner of the couch like every single day and not move and just sit with all that energy festering in my body, you know, so just started building over time. And oftentimes like the loop in my head became like, you don't want to live here anymore. You want to go away. You know, like the depression got like really bad where I was like, I'm over this life and I want to move on. And, you know, I have a little baby too. So it's just like, I'm, I wasn't thinking clearly because I'm not sleeping on top of like being depressed. And I remember there was this one point in the shower where I was just like crying. I'm crying. I'm like, I'm just going to go. Like, I'm not going to be here anymore. And something like shook me, like something outside of myself shook me, it feels. But I like woke up in that moment and I realized what I was asking for and how, how, I can't, I don't even have the words to say, but like, it's not what I truly wanted in my heart. And I realized that in that moment where I was like, that's not what I want. I'm just sad right now. Like, why am I going to this like extreme state of wanting something like that? Like, I'm, I don't want that. I want to be here and I want to watch my son grow up. I want to watch my daughter grow up. I want to, you know, like, I want to be here on this planet. And I started begging the stars and the universe and everything. I'm like, I want to live. Like, I really want to be here. I want to be here. I am so sorry. I'm just really sad, but I want to be here. And I'm going to sit in this sadness and help myself feel better. But please let me be here for longer. And I mean, the shift in that just mindset changed my life. I, we were living in San Francisco at the time, this like flat we rented, you know, my business was like working out. It was fine. Like it was just kind of covering the bills and stuff. And that quick mind shift changed our whole lives. Like my business grew like within a week because I was like, I want to try. I want to do, you know, cause the energy you put out, like really does attract energy back. We moved out of our flat. We bought a new house. We live in the woods now. Like our lives are completely different. And it all came that that was the manifestation from realizing how much I want to be here and how much I want to live. Because a lot of times I feel like I, I went through life as a zombie where I was just like going through the motions duh, 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 and not even realizing what a freaking gift that is. Like, oh my gosh, I get to go and like drive somewhere. Like I, it's going back to like those simple moment thing. You know, it's just, I, I've, I haven't felt more alive um, since then. <laughs> like I feel so alive. And I'm so grateful. Like I'll wake up like my husband and I'll get in a fight and I'm in that fight or whatever. I'm like, well, this is a part of it. You know, it's how we grow, but I'm really happy to be here still. You know, <laughs> <We're> like... <laughs> oh, 
Oh, yes. And it's like, the more, the more that I live, I've just found that like, we, we die over and over and over again in this life. And there is something about those deaths that has a way of making us feel so alive. You know what I'm saying? Just like, it puts, it puts so much into perspective and like, yeah, so, so beautiful. And I, I can count many times that I've been in the same state or, you know, I was homeless as a teenager, you know, in, in high school and then into my first year in college, which was kind of a joke. I think I went to like two weeks of classes, maybe it was two days and that was about it. Um, but it was like, I remember just sitting on like the forest floor and feeling like, what, what is this all about? And like, what could possibly shift where I would want to live? And in that moment, it's like, you get an answer of, it's, it's kind of like, you're just looking down and it's like, wait, I love it here. I love this body. I love that I get to feel and like, what a gift that I get to feel so deeply and feel such a, such a spectrum of different things. And like the, the gift of that and, and the willingness to receive the gift of that is, um, you know, so beautiful. So yeah, thank you for sharing that. Thanks um, for allowing me to. <laughs> oh, of course, and, and, your, and your vulnerability with it too. So, all right, everybody. Thank you so much, Rohini. This has been incredible. I, I learned a ton and I, I feel like I've met a soul sister. Like 100%. Me too. Yes. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Thanks so, for thank having you. me. Yes. Oh <laughs> my an gosh. Honor. Of, course. of course. And so thank you everybody for listening. Make sure you check out Rohini and the Magic Inclined community. Shopper Girl Radio will be back next week. Thank you so much for listening. Make sure to follow along with us on Instagram at Shocker Girl Co. And if you loved this episode, please give us a five-star review and write us a little comment. We'd love to hear from you.